0: That's nOom.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch
1: Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today's April 17th. Happy Monday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Did you know that there is a game that's going to start in about five minutes? And I'm so sorry I did not get this out beforehand, but it's just how it goes, y'all. And we had Alec Manoa speaking of how it goes. Oh, boy. 4.2 innings, two 200 runs, 9 hits, 4 walks. 5 strikeouts, 10 whiffs, 29% CSW, blah, 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 against the Rays. This isn't a good start of the season for Alec Manoa. You're in purgatory. And it's a very tough situation because, yes, we do have elements of Alec Manoa that we know should be fixed. His slider is looking worse. His four-seamer isn't getting the elite amount of whiffs that it used to. Velocity was actually back to 93-94, which is, which is fine with us. And the sinker isn't so great, and the changeup was not very good, arm side, and all that kind of stuff. This is not premier Alec Manoa. He's still going 100 pitches, but he's clearly off. And this is the hardest thing we do as fantasy managers. We don't know when do we move on from a guy in April or May. And when do we just hold and endure the pain to know that, hey, it's just way worth it moving forward from this very point. All of the things that happened, they already happened. Think about, well, how much more is he going to hurt me before he helps me? I don't have a good answer for you. What I'm doing is I'm holding on to Manoa, probably going to rest him or bench him for a start until we see something that's actually upticking. Right? Treat him like a prospect pitcher. But for those that look at their, their their bench and they say, I can't afford to be benching a guy right now. I'm behind right now and i I need to go pick up that guy off the wire. I do not blame you. I want to make sure that you have that solace. It is so tough. I look back at previous seasons of guys. There's like Charlie Morton, who took until June of last year to get it going. That was two months that you lost in production. And, you know, if you had cut him at this point, like a week or two in, maybe that was worthwhile to actually do that, right? It's not always a clear-cut situation. It's not always uh Brandon Woodruff coming back. It could have been Jose Barrios last year that was looking good. And then we just always all held on to, I suggested holding on to him. And that wasn't a good thing to do. So it's not always obvious. In this case, I think you have to. I understand if you can't. That's that's why I'm going to say there. And by the way, uh, I do want to mention this. We do have an open position on the site. We are looking for a Python developer to help with our database team for a Flask API. If you know what that means and you've been wanting to jump into this stuff, um, please reach out at info at You can also go to pitchless.com slash hiring and apply through that. But we're looking for somebody right now um, with uh, heavy experience in Python to help with our database team for script writing and uh, to help with our Flask API. So please consider reaching out if you would love to join the pitcherless team. Of course, this is a very much paid position. All right, uh, looking forward to, uh, not looking forward, looking at everyone else from yesterday. Garrett Cole went for a complete game shut up because he's awesome. He's our SP1. That is wonderful to see. Luis Castillo, 19 whiffs for a share of the Gallows Well, he's not even doing sliders down and in as a lefty. That is awesome. Uh, ace is going to ace there. You have Zach Gallon. Ace is going to ace as I drink out of my Gallons, Gals mug. Gallon Gals. Gallons gal? Mm-hmm. Gallon Gals mug. Um, good to see it. He's doing much better, I think, with this cutter. Uh, I'm really excited for him starting against the Padres, so we feel a little bit better because this was the Marlins and all. Wade Miley looked like an ace, but he's not one. Seven innings pitched, zero and runs, fourth, zero walks, and eight Ks. What a weird game. His changeup and cutter worked, but it wasn't the precision that we normally see from Wade Miley. I It worked. I'm a little surprised. This is not that kind of guy. Maybe there's something I'm overlooking, but 14 whiffs and 36% CSW. It just is like, whoa, what? Uh, he gets the Red Sox and Tigers next. Maybe that's worth a spec ad, but to me this feels like a shock and it's going to not stick around. Andrew Heaney did really well against the Astros. His command was incredible. He had a full circle around the zone and didn't throw a single pitch that was middle-middle yesterday. It was crazy. 74% fastballs as he went five innings, zero earned runs, two hits, three walks, and four Ks against Houston. and took them down. Um, He didn't get the win because... Texas scored all the runs later in the game, which is really frustrating, but he didn't throw as many breakers as we normally see, and I like the fact that he had this command, but it's not really his MO, so it was a great night, I don't really know if I can buy this every single time, three walks in there too, as I'm talking about how good his command was, strange. Uh, but really nice that he avoided the middle of the play. That's why he only two hits and zero earned runs against the Astros. Noah Davis. You don't know who that is. He went for the Rockies because Herman Marquez is hurt at Seattle. Did well. Five innings, zero earned runs. This isn't enough. He has a 92, 94 mile per hour sinker, a decent breaking ball. That's it. Whatever. Yu Darvish looked like an ace. Seven innings, one earned run, four hits, two walks, 12 strikeouts, 19 whiffs, 41% CSW as he earned a golden goal against the Brewers. And he got the loss because he went against Wade Miley. Oh boy. All of his secondaries, uh, were fantastic, really. I mean, I don't want to say all of them, but the slider and the, and the splitter were really good. Uh, slider went 34% of the time for a 32% CSW. And then he had the splitter that was nine out of 18 whiffs. And I've kind of joked that Darvish, despite having what, 10 pitches, is really a three pitch pitcher with four seamers, sliders, and cutters. But here's a splitter actually being thrown 18 times and getting a 50% swing strike rate, which is really good. It is volatile, and Darvish even came out and said, like, yeah, I have two different splitters. Okay. I don't know how much I can trust that, but it's really nice to see, like, this is still in the tank for you, Darvish. And it's wonderful to see it. Ace is going to ace. Framer Valdez went against the Rangers, and oh, look at that. A, A one whip. You did it. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. He got the loss, which is unfortunate, but good. You, you did the thing of only two walks and four hits. I'm really happy for you. It's nice to see it. Garrett Whitlock went against the Angels. He's looking pretty good. Seven innings, one earned run, three hits, two walks, five Ks. He's doing the whole called strikes with sinkers and having success with the slider. Um, That's good. This is what we want. The changeup could also take a step forward moving forward. I am um, I just said forward twice in like three words he gets the Brewers next that's good his velocity was down but I think it was because he was a little bit and come back from the IL his command is good Garrett Whitlock was someone I was really high on entering the year and then the injury delayed him And here he is now I'm a fan of Garrett Whitlock I think he should be in the 50s or so on the list later today um I think Garrett Whitlock should be rostered in all 12 teamers uh, and we'll, let's see how this pans out Uh, Shane McClanahan against the Jays. is going to ace. You don't need me. Drew Smiley did well against the Dodgers. 5.2 innings, one and run, four hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. He did well. Good pitch separation. This was against the Dodgers, and he gets them again. And then the Padres. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, There were some other starts that we really got to talk about. Jose Budo had a really good start. And we're going to talk about all of those
0: after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat.
1: Jose Budo went against the Athletics because Max Scherzo needed some more time. He's not going to be someone you, you want to roster, but hey, five innings, one earned run, five hits, four walks, two Ks. It worked. It's a dusty donut as you really only just got your earned runs, but that worked if you, if you needed the stream, I guess. Um, you almost had a win. But the bullpen ruined it. It's, it's not really something incredible that he does. It's like a middling fastball and a decent slider and whatever. Um, but yeah, it, note him for the future when. The Mets need something else. <laughs> Reed Detmers is looking like that ace that we want him to be. And Now he gets the Royals and the Athletics as he went 6.1 innings, two earned runs, six hits, one walk and 7 Ks. Oh, that slider is looking good. The fastball is still there at 94-95. Yes. Yes, Reed Detmers, this is the year. Aaron Nola against Cincinnati, 6 earned sorry, 6 innings, two earned runs, five hits, three walks, four Ks. This is better. Still not the Aaron Nola that we want. Only an 18% CSW on the curve is really weird. Aaron Nola, you can do this, right? He is likely going to take a small dip in uh, on the list later today just because we haven't seen him dominate yet. It's been four starts. I wonder if there is something actually going on here. I hope not. But I feel like there are other aces. I mean, there's this giant pool of really good pitchers. And why would you take Aaron Nola when you have all these guys that are being who we want them to be? Dylan Cease, though. Five walks in this one against the Orioles. What's going on? Only five strikeouts in six innings. That's just... I want to be so excited about Dylan Cease and say, like, look, I, I can't deny it anymore. The fastball and the curveball are just everything that we want them to be. Except they weren't here. So, Patrick Corbin actually had a good good start. Whatever. J.P. Sears against the Mets is a very sneaky play, I think, moving forward. Six innings, two earned runs, four hits, three walks... Sorry, zero walks and three Ks for J.P. Sears. The new slider returned... A 32% CSW. The improved fastball is getting outs. Sears gets the Rangers and Reds next. And he might be a decent Toby through the year. Like this is the thing that I talk about a lot. Why don't we draft Toby's? Why don't we do that in drafts? We don't go after Merrill Kelly. We don't go after Miles Michaelis. We don't go after Tyler Anderson. We don't go after, I don't know, other Toby's. Why don't we do it, Martin Perez? Because guys like JP Sears show up. And Sears is going to be a Toby for the rest of the year. Like, comparably to those guys that we envisioned from last year, Sears might be that. Anthony Escafani might be that. There are so many that are going to f- fill in this mold if you want them. And Sears is not rostered above 20% in leagues. So, this is why you don't draft Tobys. You go and chase the upside guys that actually will make that large impact for you. And it's, uh, Sears could just be it you know this Pablo Lopez against the Yankees a lot of porch shots and DJ LeMayhew that was also a really good fastball up and in 95 to LeMayhew that he saw in outed to right field that would have been in fly out in most stadiums but hit the top of the wall and went over in Yankee Stadium six innings two and runs sorry uh, six innings two and runs seven hits one walk seven Ks Really, that's like, to me, it's six innings, a 1.17 whip, one earned run in seven Ks. So whatever. Uh, Pablo Lopez is amazing, and you should feel fantastic that you drafted him. Kyle Wright came back for his second start. This was against Kansas City, 5.2 innings, two earned runs, four hits, three walks, and six Ks. Fine. We'll, We'll take this from Kyle Wright. The curveball is still really good. I worry that that's all he has. And he gets the Astros next, and it's just... I worry about Kyle Wright. I I still do. Julio Urias against the Cubs. Gave you a near very poor quality start. But 13 was 33% CSW, 6Ks, 9 base runners. Like, he also hit 100 pitches. You keep going with Urias. Ace is going to ace for the most part. Miles Michaelis, you don't really need to hold on to this. 5.2 innings, 2 earned runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 4Ks against the Pirates. What do you want from Michaelis? Like, he's a Toby. You should be starting him for this. But then it's just... Yeah, go stash somebody. Um, Mitch Keller against the Cardinals, six innings, three earned runs, seven hits, two walks, an actual VPQS. First of the actually one of the first of the year, we actually have a VVPQS from uh, Shane Bieber. If you don't know what this means, adding a V, it's a very poor quality start, which is exactly a 1.5 WHIP in and 4.5 ERA in six innings. Right, for every extra base runner, you get an extra V. (laughs) So uh, Shane Bieber had ten base runners instead of nine. So he's a VV PQ- PQS. But for Mitch Keller, I want that to be the start that was the one that got me excited. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Mitch Keller, I, I've i been pushing you down for too long and you're really doing the thing. 9% CSW on the sweeper is just... Ugh. And um, 1.5 ticks down on the four seamer. I feel like he's a cherry bomb. I I, I hate to say it, but like... the banking on Mitch Keller to have his command is a hard thing to do. Shane Bieber against the Nationals. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I do know what's going on, but really you shouldn't be doing this against the Nationals. Six innings, 300 runs, nine hits, one walk, four Ks. Once again, under a K per inning for Shane Bieber. Do not have this expectation of Bieber being a 25% plus strikeout rate. His fastball is 90-91. And this was a game where his slider was not good. When there's nothing... If the slider isn't there... Bieber falls apart and he can't allow that. 15% CSW, just two whiffs on that slider for Shane Bieber. So that is. Mm, yeah, that's Shane Bieber. Zach Granke against Atlanta, whatever. Sandy Alcantara went four innings, uh, four and in runs against Arizona, but he was cruising and then he had this stupid sixth inning. It was so frustrating. Nine strikeouts, six innings, seven hits, zero walks. Like 1.17 will be. Well, that's fine. 9 strikeouts. There's the strikeouts. So you guys are all like, "Where are they?" Here they are. Fortunately, it's four runs. It's really three out of four starts that Sandy has not been the guy. I still love him. I think this is a really good buy-low situation for Sandy Alcantara. I mean, I'm going to have to take him out of th- I got to really reorganize the list today, I think, at least in the top h- half or so. I mean, I might touch it a bit, maybe I'll wait one more. I pretty much say like I'm gonna wait one more until everything. That's why I say every every time, and I want to change it, but I'll wait one more. But Alcantara, I recognize, probably isn't the SP three. But then again, like Woodruff is hurt, and I don't really know who the SP three is off the top of my head. Strider didn't excel. Is it Otani? But I don't trust Otani to get the same amount of innings. It's it's difficult, y'all. I uh, anyway, uh, Grayson Rodriguez. Um, against the White Sox, he had a tough first inning. He allowed two home runs in that inning, but then cruise after that. Five innings, four runs, six hits, two walks, eight strikeouts. His changeup isn't getting down. His slider isn't getting down. I feel like this is one of those things that it will tweak one day, and then bam, there he is. He's amazing. Um, I see Twitch chat saying it should be Degrom as number three. I can't because I don't believe Degrom is going to start consistently through the year. That's a huge, huge deal, guys. And Luis Sessa, why are the Reds starting him? Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. So we have that early start. It's going right now. I am so sorry I didn't get this out before then. But you kind of knew what you were going to do anyway because you looked at the stream rankings from yesterday. You can listen to this podcast from yesterday. And DeGrom, Burns, Otani, Wheeler, Luzardo, Gossman, Javier, Webb, Green. You're starting all of them. You're starting them. Hopefully Otani. Hopefully Otani is doing well on that one. Uh, Max Freed is actually coming back today and I put him at the top of probable start because he didn't have a rehab start. And I feel like Atlanta is going to be like, okay, you know what? Just go 75 pitches out of this. You missed like two starts. You took some extra rest, but you should be fine. I don't think they're going to like limit him to like 60, 65 pitches. And Max Freed honestly can go five innings easily on 75 pitches. He's just too good. I think to not start him here against the Padres. You have Lance Lynn against the Phillies, Jack Flaherty against the Diamondbacks. Dustin May against the Mets and Merrill Kelly against the Cardinals. The Merrill Kelly one, I'm like, look, if you have Merrill Kelly, you're just going to start him. But I don't really love it, but whatever. Dustin May, a little volatile against the Mets. Flaherty is actually at 93 plus on the fastball and at 10 slider whips last time. I feel like I'm actually kind of in now on Flaherty. And Lynn was uh, Lynn's 10 strikeouts against the Twins. He's fine will start to your Matthew Boyd is moved to today because of the ran out yesterday. He is a stream pick of the day against the Guardians. Hayden Wisniewski I'm a little worried about because he just hasn't been consistent yet. He hasn't found a rhythm, um, but the slider is really good and the fast one cutter are not that bad. And he gets Oakland. Kellen Muller is on the other side of that against the Cubs. That's okay. Um, I don't really think that Kellen Muller is doing anything exceptional yet. Hunter Gaddis maybe could work. I know he just led 800 runs against the Yankees, but this is the Tigers. That could work. David Peterson is a very shaky one. I'm actually sitting him in one of my leagues against the Dodgers. So try and find a good replacement for him on the wire, but I have very limited moves on that one. Chris Flexen against the Brewers. Maybe this works. I know he just did not do well, but it could still work against the Brewers. And yeah, Kyle Freeland against Pittsburgh. If you really want to, like, all right, fine. I don't want to do this inside, of course. Brian Bayo is a still ill against the Angels. This could work out, but I am electing not to activate it from the IL and kind of see how it goes. If it's really bad, then I don't want to have to drop someone else for this. And I just want to make my choice after the start Ryan Weathers against Atlanta you don't want to do that Jordan Lyles against Texas you don't want to do that Rich Hill against the Rockies you don't want to do that and you're asking Nick wait what about Taj Bradley he's going tomorrow as it should be the raised bullpen today we didn't get any confirmation and maybe that's not the case but as far as I know it's Taj Bradley tomorrow instead um, tomorrow speaking of which Spencer Strider Clayton Kershaw Nicola Dillon Strider by the way gets moved to tomorrow with Max Fried um, coming back today if you're curious about that uh, you have also Logan Webb going today because of the rain out, and then Alex Wood gets pushed to today, uh, tomorrow, I should say Tuesday. He'll be the stream pick of the day against the Marlins. But anyway, auto start here. Strider, Kershaw, Lodolo are the clear ones, and Logan Gilbert as well against the Brewers, and Sonny Gray's looked great and gets the Red Sox. Then you have these kind of Toby esque kind of guys that you just dependable rocks of marcus stroman against the athletics you have jordan montgomery against the diamondbacks you're going to start nathan evaldi even though he did poorly against the Royals. he should be much better and looks to we're still kind of like you're good right he's going against the phillies i think you just got to do that and the probably start to the aforementioned wood is the clear one it's like yeah you're going against the marlins he's only like six percent rostered and that's kind of blowing my mind i think this is such a good stream that you guys should be doing chris bassett is going against the astros um, and Chris Sale is going against the Twins. I know you guys are worried about those because they're veterans. They should be better than they have been. I think Chris Bassett, just ignore that first start, and you move forward from there. He's good enough that if you have him, you are probably starting him. Remember, guys, I'm being more aggressive with probable start this year than I was for the majority of last year. And same with Chris Sale against the Twins. I think he's been pitching better than the Lions have been. He should do better against the Twins here, and Taj Bradley is in the middle of them. He's sandwiched against the Reds in Cincinnati. But yeah, I think his stuff is just so good. And the com- and the question will start here. I understand Tuesday, you might not want to do Blake Snell against Atlanta. He's not throwing his breakers for strikes. And when it does click, you're ready to go. But it's Atlanta. It's like, ugh, it's such a risk-reward thing and on a Tuesday. I don't know if I necessarily want to do that. Dre Jameson could do well against the Cardinals. Brad Keller is here against the Rangers. I know, but it's a new curveball and four-seamers better. And this is a new pitcher, maybe. So I'm kind of interested on this one. And this might be the start to kind of jump in on Keller. And then if it works, then you just keep going with him. He also has a good home park here uh, against the Rangers. You have Edward Cabrera against the the Giants because I'm worried about the command. Peyton Battenfield, 12 cutter whiffs last time out against the Yankees and against the Tigers now. Eduardo Rodriguez on the other side of that. He's not as exciting as far as the strikeout potential. But he could go five, six innings and earn himself a win against the Guardians. Dean Kramer against the Nationals. I know he didn't do well against the Athletics, but still the Nationals. And uh, the Orioles should win that. He should be better. Jose Arquiti, Bailey Falter. These are now it's like, oh boy, I don't know if I necessarily want to do this. Bailey Falter is a little bit safer with the White Sox. But then I think it's a better win chance. Well, Jose Arquiti could pull this off against Toronto for like six innings. one around. He's just done that before. Um, Josiah Gray against the Orioles. I like the new pitch mix stuff, but he's not really doing much different, or at least, I'm sorry, he, he's not really fine-tuning the pitch mix quite yet. So, a little risky here against the Orioles. Tyler McGill against the Dodgers, the Dodgers are good, and Clark Schmidt against the Angels. It could work out, but I just haven't really seen it yet from Clark Schmidt. And the do not start tier, and Chuck at some point maybe, but right now he's getting the Cubs, or I'm sorry, right now he's walking too many guys, even though it's getting Cubs, don't want to do it. Colin Ray surprised us last week. I don't really think he can repeat that. Um, and he gets the Mariners. Uh, Jose Suarez against the Yankees, Baby, but you don't want to do it. Jose Arana is in course against Vince Velasquez, and both those are absolutely not. All right, that is it for today. Remember, if you're a Python dev, reach out to us. We're really uh, we would love to work with you on our database um, and help us uh, with our Flask API. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your batters below and your strikeouts high.